What is going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Iron Man podcast. This is going to be episode six. We're going to be talking about, uh, I guess, all things related to DC because Grace Randolph had some very interesting factual things that she brought up. You know, Grace Randolph is, you know, peak DC entertainer for YouTube. And people have chosen to believe her again. Oh, did you check? check your, what? Check, check your DM. I'm about to, she, uh, she blocked me. What did you I'll, do? I'll oh show you. God. Well, this will show you why she blocked me. I'll, oh, my goodness. Jesus freaking hell. All right. So, I, I mind you, I posted that today. So, they both happened today, not yesterday. But it was a reaction to her saying the thing about uh, the the movie about a conflict in the Middle East and stuff and all that, which I didn't believe. But if it's true, yeah, um, I don't know why everybody's tripping about the plot. I mean, we don't know. It could be fucking shit. I don't know. Mongol fucking doing something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the context of the movie. I just know there's going to be some other heroes in it, and Superman is about Superman and Lois in the lead, and Jimmy Olsen and Crypto's in it too. So, what's up, Rosales? How you doing, man? So, yeah, we're also going to be going over and doing a reaction to the new Blue Beetle trailer, as well as talking about uh, a few other things. We're not going to be here that long, probably be here like an hour and like 10 minutes. Not too bad, actually. We get We get in, we get out. Just like my wife and I have when we have sex, you know, we have sex like every single day. And I'm just in, out, three, three pumps. Then I kind of just leave my load in her and then she wipes it out. And then she takes a hard fat dump with my cum stuck to her shit. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Can you stop lying about your wife, sir? What do you mean? Are you saying I don't have a wife? I'm saying you don't have a wife. I think you're lying about her to do project or whatever i don't know but your wife doesn't exist so you're basically saying i don't exist and no, my wife I'm doesn't your exist. wife doesn't. but i'm not really black either yeah catch my drift or my grift this bastard guys this bastard <laughs> oh shit so all right. Um, what's really what's really interesting about Grace Randolph is she started so hard on for Zack Snyder's vision for DC, and then just randomly, all of a sudden, she just thought it was the worst thing in the world. Even though Zack Snyder went onto her channel and talked to her as well, so that got a lot of people thinking. Like, well, what did a lot of these you know YouTubers do when it came to their movie reviews too? Because people don't understand. Like, people can change their minds, but if someone is so, so headstrong about one thing, and then, like, randomly, all of a sudden, just, like, one day, they just kind of just, like, switch, you're sitting here going, like, well, well, people will just naturally start questioning what you even said about your other shit, because it's just going to be so drastic, you know? Like, having a big drastic change like that will make anyone question Not your, your opinion. She's very, she's very wishy-washy. Like, you know, cause I did, I remember that she, she even, she was out even telling Snyder fans, like, you know, cope all that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Why mind you, she's also gassing up his vision too. And yeah. all that. I'm like, 
don't know. She just is she she's just like she she's wishy-washy. She's back and forth with her opinion on it. Yeah, my thing here is if you simply like want to push something, go ahead and do it. But the other I the other like thing surrounding her is she wants to kind of be in the studio's best favor. So like when she reviews a movie, she doesn't really like go as hard on certain things as she probably should, you know, she kind of simply just holds back unless it's certain projects, because that's what a lot of people do when they want kind of like access to, you know, products and shit like that. They want a way to still keep getting the access to review new movies before everyone else can see them that way they can get those big big early views because if you get access to something like that early on where you can probably do let's just say mission impossible 7 mission impossible 7 uh is now coming out this week it comes out tomorrow i could pretty much theoretically watch it tomorrow when i have time to watch it tomorrow so i'll probably end up having to watch it next tuesday coming up but imagine being able to have a mission impossible dead reckoning part one early review you know like, you know how many yeah. you know how many views you'd get off that? You probably get at least 20, 30 k minimum. Now, obviously, it depends on your thumbnail and you know how long the video is. But people like of that size, they want to be in like the studio's good graces, so they can get the early access to these like early movies, early TV show episodes, uh, video games. Is that's where your content kind of leans to as well? Because having early access is kind of what they derive a lot of their practices around, which is really weird because then. If you kind of step on people's toes, you're more than likely you're going to be shut out. out. Yeah, but we'll have to also see how that goes. I mean, DC Twitter is is pretty bad. You know, there's people like um, you know, those weird Snyder fans. Like, what are their names? Freaking that dirty animal, freaking ape guy, Mercury. He just is so flipping retarded. I don't even know why. This just goes to show you why the internet or why Twitter in particular is one of the worst, best social media apps is because literally people like that who say things like that in real life get laughed at. They don't have any friends, no interactions. They're losers in real life, in real life. Right. But on a place like Twitter where like random mentally ill retarded people can just kind of like gather together in one place, they can kind of just gather around that guy's opinion. And this guy's over here just dropping like baseless takes on just random bullshit. He'll say things like, uh, in quotations, they said BVS was rushed, and you're thinking to yourself, you can like BVS, but to say it wasn't rushed is just, I don't even like using this word sometimes, it's kind of weird. It's objectively true. BVS is objectively rushed by a lot of different metrics. Literally, the studio themselves tried to push BVS to be that way, you know? So It was. It was rushed. But that's how, the, that's how Twitter has evolved into twitter has basically evolved into a thing where i say the most hottest take possible no like logic behind it no like actual thought to back it up then if enough people agree with it they start following you 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 get the retweets you get the likes and stuff like that then after that you're getting more followers so that's what you've seen a lot of people do on twitter they'll go like hot take um i think uh spider-man 2 is better than the dark knight and you're the and you in your head are thinking like 
these two movies are just about even. Like, you really can't live without the other. They're both really, really good. And, and people are going like, you know what? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 Dark uh, Spider-Man 2 is better, dog. Uh, and then you have the guys in the retweets going like, oh, this guy's fucking stupid, isn't it? The person who tweeted that, guys, like I mentioned to you before, the reason why I stopped compete, the reason why I stopped talking to those threats is because they're useless. Do you want to know why they're useless, everyone who's watching this? It's because the person who tweeted that doesn't even believe the bullshit they're saying. They're just doing it because it just those type of tweets just get a, a lot of interaction. That's what they do, you know? I imagine some people who tweet that shit don't believe it, but let's be honest here. A lot of those tweets really pop off. Even, like, the smallest ones get, like, 300 likes, like, five quote tweets, 30 retweets, a lot of comments under them. I, I could literally just seriously just go on Twitter all day, post shit like that, post some images with the, you know, greater than sign or less than sign. And get a whole bunch of interactions if I wanted to. Actually, you know what? Today I'm gonna try it out when I when I when I get done moving a lot of my stuff in my in my, into nah, my storage. You, you, gonna, you gonna do some shitty one? You gonna say something like uh, uh, "Superman over Batman"? Some basic ass shit. And it's that's gonna people be do lot. though. That's what people do, and they get like, you, a ton you, of interaction. You, you, you gotta do it shit that's like random as fuck. Like you gotta say, um, you gotta do like Daredevil's uh, better than Catwoman. Some bullshit like that. Yeah, like uh, Daredevil <laughs> or Catwoman over Steel. Oh, God. It's just such bullshit, man. Uh, more people will be watching Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same weekend. Um, I'll be. It's, maybe. Maybe. We're going to have to see how the results play out. I mean, the results will literally... The results of... Monday, I'm actually more interested to see Barbie, though. I want to see Mission Impossible. But Barbie just didn't interest me. Like, the concept of it is kind of cool, but... I've nah, seen you all the just hate women. Movies. You just hate women. That's why you just hate. Oh, women. for sure. Women are obviously less inferior than men. Like that's that's just in general. See, you, know? you just proved my point, man. <laughs> Oppenheimer is uh, Barbie is superior to Oppenheimer in every single way. Like, but to be fair, like I don't remember the last time we've had like three movies like that all come out in the same weekend. Actually, no. Barbie and Oppenheimer are dropping next week, right? Mission Impossible just drops this week. Yep. Yeah. Tom Cruise got mad because they had gave Christopher Nolan the IMAX screenings. But to be fair, Christopher Nolan has promoted IMAX quite a bit throughout his career. He's been like yeah, the he, number one he, biggest he, stand for IMAX since he like fucking began, honestly. Yeah, he loves his IMAX. So my thing here is, if I had a choice between watching all three of those, like let's say I had a bu- I, I had some, you know, some wife and kids, I'd be like, what are we watching this week? I'd be like, I'm choosing, I'm choosing Mission Impossible 7. That's just me. I watched all the movies. I think they're actually all, I think the second trilogy is really, really, really good. Uh, the first trilogy has its issues for Mission Impossible, but the third one, I think it's the best one out of all of them. And then obviously my favorite one is Mission Impossible Fallout, which, you know, I think that was actually just, that's just peak cinema right there. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, and Mission Impossible uh, Fallout, that's just peak cinema. Like, like literally there was a Mount Rushmore of cinema somewhere in the line of that is mission impossible ghost protocol and uh mission impossible fallout but so there's a lot to really go over with a lot of the stuff guys i mean it's one of these things where you, you could simply easily farm twitter likes if you want to I, I mean i could go up there all day and be like man i think the color red is better than the color blue really have no thought behind it just just, just all i'm doing is farming interactions that's just pretty much it you know, but I, I'm curious to see what will people choose Barbie or Oppenheimer? Like is Oppenheimer going to be like casual friendly for a lot of people though. Plus the box office landscape has like massive yeah, change. That's why I think Barbie's going to do better. It, it's yes. Yeah, so there's a lot more women in like Barbie, but I can just see more like, I think Oppenheimer is not to say 
I think Oppenheimer is going to be like a fun movie for people that are history buffs, people that love, you know, uh, discussing that era around World War II and all that. And casuals, too. Going to have the Nolan fans there day one. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're both going to do good. Maybe they might both do a little bit over $500 million. Just a little bit. I don't think either one is going to do a billion. But I think they're gonna do maybe a little bit over five hundred million, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they both do. I, I I would like to see those type of films do well, you know, not just uh, not just anything, but hopefully they do well. If they also, don't, I blame MSK for not supporting the cinemas. I it's this thing. I can only go a few times, and everyone knows I gotta support my boy Tom Cruise. He out there with three hot women in Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, hot threesome coming. Pounding out Vanessa Kirby's tight British pussy. <clears throat> Sweet smelling good. Wait, is that a thing? No, it's not. So you uh, try to make it a thing and it's not a thing. That's your problem. So, so like also speaking about Twitter, I've talked about this before. Twitter needs like way better like just ad revenue sharing and, and a different monetization practice. Because look, the only reason why I post these podcast episodes up on Twitter, besides having just another VOD to just save, just in case any, any, anything happens again, where I just get all my shit yeeted. The, the way you would kind of, like, convert your uh, followers on Twitter into, like, followers over here. Like, but, but, but conversion rates are really hard to do with a lot of things. It just depends on what it is, right? So that's the only inherently decent thing about Twitter is, like, people on Twitter are thinking, hey, if I put this video out on my Twitter page, a lot of my followers are going to follow my, my other page that I want you to follow. But there's no revenue I, I I generate from these podcasts on Twitter. They like they, they're they're just there honestly for your amusement, which is fine either way. But also on Twitter, you have to put a certain amount of followers so you can get subscribers. So they can basically, if you like the person enough, you, you can subscribe to them and get whatever exclusive tweets. Which I don't really know if that's really a reason to just subscribe to someone honestly, you know. And the other thing. Which is, I think, the way Elon Musk has gone about trying to monetize content on Twitter to kind of compete with YouTube potentially in the future has been just very bad. I think that's one of the things that he's failed on so far is just if you're trying to turn Twitter into basically the best social media platform on the planet, which to be fair, it pretty much is by a lot of metrics at this point now, then the video portion of it has always been one of the worst. Like, I really don't get why people value putting videos out on Twitter. It's don't really, unless you're a big, big, like, media brand or a big YouTuber, there's no benefit. Nobody puts, nobody puts videos on Twitter. What do you mean? Like, clips or? Like, the long? very first place you see it is Twitter, and then you you would, like, see it on their, like, their YouTube accounts and stuff like that. Like, even, like, uh, DC and Marvel and all those other companies, like Paramount, they'll put their the first trailers for their newest movies on Twitter first. Not even on the YouTube <laughs> channels first, which is crazy oh, to think oh, about. That's what you mean. Yeah. Well, if you don't get, I mean, well, that that's kind of the those type of videos are videos out. You know, you can't put long form videos on Twitter. In the bike. Twitter will reportedly require accounts to have five million plus tweet impressions per month to be available for ad revenue sharing. So, also to even be able to be. Part of that, you have to subscribe to Twitter Blue, which I mean, like I mentioned before, what does Twitter Blue offer? You know, you can put like, okay, I'm an individual, subscribe, whatever this is. All right, so look at all look, this. guys, he's trying to subscribe to Twitter Blue. Obviously, not annually, I have $84 right now. Uh, right here, monthly 
prioritize ranking and conversations in search. <laughs> See approximately twice as many tweets between ads in your for you and following timelines. Add bold and italic text in your tweets. Post longer videos and 1080p video uploads. All the existing blue features, including edit tweet, bookmark folders, and early access to new features. Hey, could I be honest? Is this really anything worth it, honestly? I'll be honest. Anybody who buys Twitter blue is worse than people who buy OnlyFans. People who buy OnlyFans, they're actually sane compared to this. Why the fuck are you paying money to tweet? To, send, to, to do shit like a Superman arrow sign over Batman. Or mm -hmm. tweet some shit like, Buddha is more important than water. Like, you're literally about to pay money to tweet. And most people hop on Twitter just to fucking troll, you know, yeah. like, just to tweet and talk shit. Because they want, you know, people want the internet to know about their lives and shit and all that. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's people that, but there's people who don't have businesses that are going to be buying Twitter Blue just to tweet. Think about mm -hmm. it. How think about how much money you're wasting just to tweet, just to send a message of some random bullshit. Shit. <sighs> hey, yeah. Look, people who buy OnlyFans are normal compared to people who are going to be paying <laughs> for Twitter Blue. I'm sorry. Like, there's no reason to buy that shit. There's people I see that have bought Twitter Blue. That don't get more engagement than what they have already been getting. Yeah. Like you might that see is, them a little bit more, but that doesn't really mean anything. That doesn't mean someone's gonna automatically follow you or that, yeah, get a lot of followers their in engagement. It, it's yeah. like the engagement is so random. It's honestly <clears throat> it honestly depends because you know, I can I can like I had a hit tweet, uh go to my go to my Twitter, go to my pin. Yeah. But you're black. Why would I help you? Okay. And why would I, I help, can't you? help you minorities? What the hell? So go go to go to my look at my pin tweet. Yeah. Mind you, no Twitter blue. My last big hit tweet was like November 13th. Right. And mind you, I don't have a Twitter. It's just I went under a threat. Now look to go under the threat. I just knew the right thing to say. No, uh click why on why did the, this one pop off? Hmm. It's gonna pop off. It's just give it some time. Now scroll up to the um to the to the original tweet. Oh yeah. After this God was surely in Kratos just our Christianity. And then I just figured, okay, had to say something funny or something to yeah some people off. And I'm gonna get some engagement. It's either one's gonna work. So that's when I said that shit. And I was like, oh shit, I I, I I'm shocked. It actually popped off. It, it worked. Because I was thinking, well, I'm gonna have to piss some people off. I just need to make some people laugh. Either one's gonna get engagement. So that's what Twitter mostly boils down to. The you have to either either troll people or make them laugh or say some completely dumb shit you probably yourself don't even believe, but you right. know it'll get people just engaged in the conversation. I I mean, even after all these many years of doing like this, I still struggle doing that. I don't know how to get people to fucking interact as much as possible. I feel like not, not well, much it's because you're trolling, you're always trolling people. I would never troll people. I would never do any of that. I'm you a good person do it for a living, sir. Also, um, when people do like um those, what are they called? The they call the, the circles on on Twitter too. Like the the, I don't Twitter really spaces. know what. Yeah, the spaces. I I don't really know what that really gets you. Like it's basically Twitter's own form of live streaming, but 
Yeah, they don't really get that much engagement until you like really um you know you 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 have like a big following. We have people with big followings. Like the only times I've seen people with big spaces was when uh, I seen RJ and Saggy talk about Snyderverse stuff, and then, yeah. you know, around the time when like certain articles and stuff come out, mm-hmm. those are the only times I really seen spaces be big. But mind you, that's comic book Twitter. But like, yeah. um, you know, I, I follow this chick who does like, she does light porn, but she's she does acting, and you would think with her following, you know, people want to hop into her space and hear what she's talking about. Her spaces only accumulate probably maybe 10, 15 people, right? Now, I'm not, it's not to say that she sucks. It's just that Twitter, it, it's it, spaces. Look, I can get I can get more views on ha, on a live stream than most people in spaces, but the amount of people that jump into it. All right, this and other it just depends on the certain topics and stuff uh, that you talk about, anyways, in the spaces. So the so when <clears throat> Dexterto uh, uh, basically added the guy that talked about the stuff initially. He had mentioned that Twitter was working on an ad revenue sharing program. But the thing here is that is only going to benefit people with like basically you would have to be in like the not 5K, maybe 5,000, like 5K or anything 1K and above follower range. And even with that, even having more than a thousand followers on Twitter, people have to understand you're not going to get like pulled comments on a lot of your tweets. It's just Twitter is just the worst place for like translating a lot of like engagement from twitter to your actual other platforms that you want to have it on it's also a really bad place for just content creation in general same same with tiktok tiktok and twitter have the worst um content creation not tiktok's TikTok's actually good no way what do you how much money you make off tiktok TikTok? how much money you making off tiktok millions of whore whore girls and once I get to my thousand, then I can make money. But I'm already at six hundred and twenty-eight. But mind you, this is my second account because my other one got uh you know taken down. Oh yeah, because they had to take you down because you were uh you were going too crazy. Yeah, that uh, only works for you. So yeah, I think um if Elon Musk wants to have Twitter compete with YouTube, gonna have to fix up. The con- uh, anything regarding like monetization, that's why, that's why everybody signed everything. up for threads, which you should sign up for. Isn't that with Mark Zuckerberg? That's his right, his new social media adventure threads. Yep. They got they got they got a gang of uh, like new users in one day, it was like over a million. But I, I thought think- threads is supposed to be some sort of like cuck horse liberal like echo chambers of threads what oh, so the guy told me on uh twitter i was like oh, oh, oh okay interesting i'll just go and see what threads has to offer so how does threads stack up against like instagram twitter and um fucking i mean it's, it's still the same thing for the most part it's just you know it's not Twitter. Like, you don't need to pay to uh, get get your post out yet. And the only thing I'd say so far that's an issue is the engagement because it's still mm-hmm. new and everybody's not engaging like they did on Twitter. But it's still new. Yeah. So also right right now, I mean, having other big ones compete is fine. I mean, Snapchat tried to do it for a little bit, but Snapchat was just 
garbage to begin with. I thought that was just, oh, this is just completely worthless. This is just trash. I downloaded it, used it. I was like, this sucks. This sucks balls. All right. So, yeah, that's just been my my thing about Twitter. Twitter needs an entire, like, overhaul on just their content program and ad revenue monetization program. Hey, Elon, someone as big as Elon Musk should not be having a problem with that when he's, like, that rich, you know? guys, filthy rich, and he can't figure out how in the world do you get Twitter to compete with YouTube. Well, to compete with YouTube, you would have to make it – you have to give somebody incentives. Wait, his goal is to compete with YouTube? Well, he, he, had, he had mentioned that he wanted to have, like, Twitter – be a, a place where like you know you could have like content creators push out videos and obviously get the money too but there's no inherent monetary gain to pushing out videos on twitter there just isn't like when right. you do those Yu-Gi-Oh market watches i put them on twitter that wouldn't do shit that would be worthless even sharing them is worthless unless you're just grabbing because you're just driving tra- traffic to your youtube channel you know the whole that whole system just seems a complete overhaul I, I i've always hated it i've never liked it it's always bad for the most part Hmm. Oh my goodness. If you get KDOTS and yourself to pull up another tab and watch your own stream, you can get three versions. Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Sorry. There was a guy out there being like Vin Diesel. Sorry about that. Because Elon is retarded. He can hire the brightest people, but if he doesn't listen to them, it's pointless to have them. Yeah, he has that thing too where he'll hire like pretty good people, but they're still not implementing, you know. The best things possible. All right. Let's go on to what Grace Randolph said. And I, I did actually like what she said here. I think, you know, people kind of maybe didn't like it, but I didn't really see this bad with her tweet. This was the one she posted out yesterday that I retweeted that I thought I actually, I actually liked it. When oh, it was I said. that shit yesterday. DC fans do this every time. You say, let's wait and see about a clearly bad idea. And you say and say you're excited, but then you don't buy tickets. First movie out, and the cycle is already continuing. And this ain't Superman Legacy. It's Guardians of the Galaxy slash Peacemaker all over. Same vibe. What the fuck she want us to do? We waited and saw with the Snyderverse, and look what happened. What the fuck she want us to wait and see for? All I can do is wait and see. Ain't nothing I can do. I don't own this shit. I, I think she's talking about I mean, being I, I, like uh, yeah, casually I, optimistic. Well, I mean, that's all I can do. Like, I, I'm do shit. I'm the same thing with the MCU. Like, hey, I, I am disappointed with a lot of shit, mm-hmm. but Deadpool three, kind of very optimistic about it now. Yeah. Should I? Should I? You know, it, and mind you, that's not an original MCU product, and I'm very much optimistic about it at this point. It, it could be complete shit, right? There is some projects that you know, Echo. I don't got no hope for no Echo bullshit. I don't know why the fuck that's coming. Or even out. Disney does doesn't. They're dropping all the episodes at once. <laughs> but you know, it's like I'm still <laughs> open to it to it to an extent. I don't. This is the thing, right? Birds of prey. I hated the idea of that dumb shit from mm-hmm. Jump, but I still want to go watch it. Um, Joker. I did not like the idea of Joker from Jump. I, I think you was there when I said, yeah. Like, why the fuck are they making a Joker movie? Went to go see it. I liked it. I didn't like the idea of the Batman at first. I didn't. You know, I was, you was the one who liked it before me, like the trailers and stuff, everything. I was yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And then guess what? I end up liking the Batman. Because all I can do is wait and see. That's all you can do with a lot of these projects. Like uh, fucking, what's another movie I can think of? Pacific Rim Uprising, prime example, right? 
-hmm. it was not being directed by the same person that did the first movie, which was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I noticed some stuff in the trailer. I was like, eh, this is is like a comedy movie, man. I don't know about this one. All right. You know, all right. I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to go see it. It came out. It's what I thought it was. But I still gave it a chance. This thing, a lot of these things, like you can be end up being proven wrong on it, you right. know. And uh, the because a lot of us go into these a lot of these movies and stuff thinking it's gonna be one way when it's actually not. But then it, it, we might end up being right. That yeah. but you'll never know unless you don't go watch it for yourself. But but this- in. But I understand what she's saying because there's a lot of people, like you said, that get on this internet cap like, yeah, man, go support Blue Beetle, man. Blue, blue, blue. I'm gonna go watch Blue Beetle, right? But there's a lot of people that's like, man, go watch Blue Beetle. We better go watch it, man. I'm gonna go watch it. And they don't go watch it. Yeah, like there is something of merit that she did say here, where like fans will be like, yeah, I'm excited, yeah, yeah, reboot. Motherfucker ain't spending no money. To be fair, they probably don't have any money because they're spending all day on Twitter just yelling about bullshit. They probably don't actually like the ideas themselves because if someone really truly liked the ideas, they would go support them. You know, it's not like this hard thing to grasp with a lot of people. Now, some people would say, um, what about the people that want to wait for like home video releases? So let's say someone can't watch Superman Legacy opening weekend. Guys, a majority of the movies taking the amount of money they're going to take in the first two weeks, though. Someone does someone can't watch it opening weekend. Well, there's always the other weeks to go see it. It's not like you yeah it's not like you still can't support the movie after opening weekend a lot of people still go to the movies based off word of mouth if a lot of people have said a certain movie is good you know it's the fact that people will pretend to or we perceive that people will pretend to like an idea but then they're not going to spend their hard-earned money on it they'll just kind of wait for it to now hit a streaming service actually and DC fans have shown that. All these DC fans are like, yeah, we're going to go support the Flash. And we're going to go stick it to the man. Yeah. We're going to go and just fucking, we're going to show those people that the Flash is going to be the best movie on this planet, the most profitable. It's going to make so much goddamn money. That shit came out and flopped as hard as it came out. The movie, I repeat, literally came out and flopped as fast as it came out. Now, to be fair, the movie has had a trouble production pretty much since it began. So that's... I guess things all just come full circle at this point. But, you know, like a lot of people do this with Marvel too, where it's like they'll say they, they'll, they'll go and like watch something and support it, but they don't. I don't know where that comes from. Like, why would you just, you you can admit if you don't like an idea for something, you can also admit you're just not going to support it initially. Or you might need a little bit more to kind of gouge, like, or sorry, or maybe a person might need like a little bit more of a, a little bit more on, on the freak. What's the best way I could say it? What's the best way I could say this? Some people just need a little bit more than the initial announcement of something, actually, you know? And if you need a little bit more to be convinced, that's fine, actually. But I do agree that a lot of DC fans are very, very fake and very, very fickle, and they don't actually support any of this stuff. They're just doing it because it's just easy brownie points on Twitter for the most part. But, you know, Grace Randolph is a quality content creator, obviously. I don't know how... She just blocked Kate off for whatever reason. She won't block me because, you know, I think she's gorgeous and I think she's doing a good job at, pu- at pushing all this DC hate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Also, if you guys don't remember, the uh, SAG strike, pretty much, which is um, the studios, apparently from what the insiders have brought up, which is... Uh, 
the big studios are basically holding out until the writers basically can't pay their bills and they're going to just talk to them at that point. So they're apparently this writer's strike is going to last a lot longer than most of us probably thought. A lot of people are predicting pretty much to like the beginning of November is when, you know, a lot of this is going to get taken care of actually. <sighs> so yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, um, Oh, the writer's strike thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a that, that's a weird fucked up strategy, but you know, like in their eyes, it makes sense. But then it's like, that's why I kind of hope the actors going. I I think I think they all should go into strike. Like the actors too, I think they should all go into strike. Cause like like think about it, bro. Like, what is Kevin Feige going to hire fucking uh, real rejects to play uh, Captain America? <laughs> like, who are they going to hire? Like it think about I think all these actors because uh because the I think the SAG AFTRA, hope I'm saying it right. Um that contract is about to expire this week. Might as well do it. Time to shake up Hollywood, bro. It needs it. Oh look well, at these summer movies well. like Flash, yeah. Transformers. Uh what else came out this summer so far? Shazam. Nah, that 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 came out. That didn't come out during the summer. But yes, oh, it's still failed critically. But like these summer movies specifically, uh, Indiana Jones, um, another one. It was another one. Didn't Scream Six come out this summer? The Scream Six did. Scream Scream Six did fine though. Yeah. But uh, Indiana Jones, Flag, yeah, and uh, Shazam. Oh, Little Mermaid came out. Remember that didn't Little do well Mermaid. at all. All these movies just like failing in the box office this summer, like bro. failing. It it, yeah. it 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 needs a shakeup. We need to get this shakeup since from uh, this COVID shit because it's still affecting us. Like I said, it really fucked up the mentality of a lot of people. You have people now that can't even watch movies if they're not connected to another universe. Mm-hmm. That shit is dangerous to a lot of these movies. Like it's mm-hmm. a dangerous mentality because okay, are are you not going to go watch Barbie because it's not connected to the Barbie's cinematic universe? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if Barbie's gonna have a sequel. I really don't want to watch it. Or say, it was the same shit with Shazam. Uh, Shazam's not connected to the DCU. I don't want to watch it. Uh, and these same people who will say shit like, "But I like Shazam one." So why the fuck wouldn't you watch the sequel? If you like the first movie, why would you not watch yeah. the sequel? Even if it's not connected to a greater mm-hmm. universe, I totally understand that. You can't tell me you like the first movie and you do not want to watch the sequel. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I get it if there's like, but even like if you like A New Hope and you see that Empire Strikes Back comes out, why would you not watch Empire Strikes Back? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, why yeah. would you not? It doesn't make any sense. If you, you, yeah, I think I think people have noticed that. Like, pretty much after COVID, the the like box office landscape is just like really really changed. Like people it's, just yeah. don't flock to the theaters anymore like they used to like back that's why like i think hollywood officials got they got so this their ego got so big they thought they were just guaranteed this money forever it seems like whatever happened during covid made people just stop wanting to go to the movies even after covid it's over hollywood and hollywood and and covid condition with the whole streaming shit i'm not saying they couldn't release those movies but i really think they should have like waited a year and hold all those movies back and just like just drop some streaming shows and stuff that you already had in the chamber that's yeah. ready to go. You know, just su- survive off that because 
unless you're not putting it in theaters and there's not enough theaters open for you to do it exclusive. Right. You know, it's no just pushing back to next year. Yeah. And, and hopefully see, 2021, they could have just pushed it, it one minute four to like 2021. Honestly, if they really wanted to, it would have it was gained a little bit more money than it did. Right. They, been a, they, yeah. They could have pushed out Godzilla versus Kong to 2021, no 2022. I guarantee yeah. you it, it, it was one of the most successful but I guarantee it would have made the like the only successful one outside of like Dune. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guarantee it would have made like at least maybe 600, 700. Yeah. Had the potential to. Yeah, the only movies that are pretty much like do well now is like your average whole, like screen movie. Like screen movies do well only because like for horror movies, you know, like our slashers, the budgets are so low, getting the, the big return back is so easy for them. So like if it's like right. a horror or slasher movie, it's pretty easy for them to get their money back. Now if it's a really really bad horror slasher movie, they'll they'll, they'll flop out and that'll be pretty bad on them. But we saw um last year the Black Phone that did very well. You know, it seems like or uh, Top Gun Maverick did really really well last year. Avatar two did really well last year. Two for Multiverse of Madness did do very well despite you know <laughs> not hitting that billion dollar mark that Marvel wanted it to make. So if you guys want to go over the new weekend box office, don't worry. I got it here for you guys. Here we go. Box office, Insidious, The Red Door, dethrones Indiana Jones 5 with $32.6 million debut. Indiana Jones had a short-lived box office reign. Disney's action-adventure, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, dropped to the number two spot in its second weekend of release, earning $26.5 million from 4,600 North American theaters. It was dethroned by Sony's horror thriller, Insidious the Red Door, which beat expectations with its $32.6 million debut from 3,188 venues. Tickets, ticket sales for Indiana Jones, the fifth and final installment to Harrison Ford's swashbuckling adventurer, declined by 56% from its $60 million opening weekend, continuing... The theatrical misfortunes for the nearly $300 million budgeted movie. Dial of Destiny added $31.8 million at the international box office, bringing worldwide ticket sales to $247.9 million. It has a long and winding journey to get out of the red, at least in box office run. So the thing here with Indiana Jones 5 is... I mean, I've never really been interested in, in, in this franchise. I'll probably end up watching these movies all and reviewing them all at some point. Not that I'm not interested. This is you know, these never have initially grabbed me as like a viewer. Like I've just been like, oh, okay, it's Indiana Jones. Like, am I supposed to really care about, about this shit? You know, like Disney shelled out a lot of money, you know, for this Fox deal, right? And then now they keep having all these movies come out that are like they put all this money into these two hundred million dollar freaking budget movies and. Indiana Jones like, five like, budget is huge, actually. Look, look at shit like Prey. What was the budget for Prey? Let's see. Prey's budget. I'm pretty Let's sure see. that was like 80 million. I'm pretty 65 sure. million. That was close. Okay. Why did those idiots not put that movie in theaters? I understand it's the Predator franchise and it's been kind of up and down and it's worrisome. Yeah. 65 million. If they made it, they could have easily made a good like 300 million. That's profit. Yeah. But the and thing it, here, dude, is the Predator franchise had been almost basically put to 
in, into the coffin from that 2018 one, remember? That well, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I know. Killed it. I know, and, and that's why I understand why they didn't, but, like, with a budget that low, might as well. You might as well put that in theaters because, like, yeah. what can you really lose? They can't you're, gain you're gonna, you're gonna gain more than you're going to lose. Yeah, like that. See, I, that last was it last year that movie came out. Yeah, it was last year the movie came out, yeah, and people were just going like, "Yeah, it, it, this should be in theaters." Like the movies that should be in theaters, they put them on streaming, and the movies that shouldn't be mm-hmm. in theaters are literally in theaters. Right? It's one of those things where people have to know. Just dropping that movie on there made them no money. I don't know how you made money. If you did, you might be doing some money laundering shit. But <laughs> I mean, you have Dial of Destiny being this huge of a budget movie. I, I really like people don't understand. Three hundred million dollar budgeted movies have to pretty much hit a billion dollars for them to even somewhat scratch profitability. Given all the marketing that goes into the shit as well. I mean, Disney and Warner Brothers just having strings of flops apparently at this point. The fifth Insidious movie cost just $16 million to make. So it's already reaping big rewards in its box office run. That improves on the start of its predecessor, 2018's The Last Key, which opened to $29 million and ended its run with $67 million, $67 million domestically and $167 million globally. It also marks the second best debut of the franchise behind 2013's Insidious Chapter 2 with $40 million. Yeah, also with a lot of these uh, other like big movies that are like the big, the big budget tentpoles, the opening numbers for them are way below expectations now. The early predictions are like 90 to 100 million, but when the actual results come through, it's been like fairly pretty bad for a lot of these. Like they're getting like Black Adam wasn't supposed to hit like 90 million predictions around 70, 90 yeah. prediction wise. It came out yeah. at like 50, 60. <clears throat> that's that's really bad, actually. The red door also connected at the international box office with 31.4 million, ranking as the Biggest overseas opening for a horror movie in pandemic times. At current exchange rates, Sony claims the film is tracking 27% ahead of Insidious The Last Key, as well as 58% ahead of Evil Dead Rise, and 30% ahead of Scream 6, two other recent horror releases. So far, Insidious 5 has generated $64 million worldwide. Uh, Screen Gems, Stage 6 Films, and Blumhouse produced The Red Door, which is positioned as the conclusion to the horror franchise, one that brings back original cast members, Patrick Wilson, uh, Ty Simpkins, Andrew Astor, and Rose Brin. Audiences turned out in force, but they weren't all that kind. The horror entry landed a C-plus cinema score and holds a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Guys, cinema score is trash. Stop using that shit. Cinema score is worthless. I don't know why people defend that fucking review website. That's what you really want to call it. I don't know why anybody uh, defends any of these. Honestly, people need to stop using review sites in general. Because that that them shit that is melting. Like like like, like <laughs> when 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 Rotten Tomatoes changed the way it operated ever since Captain Marvel. Just because of Captain Marvel, I was like. Psst. This site stupid. It was stupid before that, yeah. but like they really changed how they do shit because of one fucking movie. Mind you, other movies have gotten the same type of energy too in some way, and it's like you changed gonna, this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
this movie of all movie. the movies to do it with not <laughs> they're not even with wonder woman 2017 they didn't even do that with wonder woman 2017 because it's the better movie the weekend's other major new release, Lionsgate, Lionsgate's raunchy comedy, Joyride, opened in sixth place with a tepid $5.85 million from 2,820 locations, falling short of expectations. Crazy Rich Asians co-screenwriter Adele Lim directed the film in her feature debut. Ashley Park, Sherry Cola, Stephanie H. Sue. And Sabrina Wu play four friends who embark on a trip to help one member of their group find her birth mother. Critics were high on the movie, but the ticket buyers were mixed, giving the film a B-minus cinema score. Joyride landed just ahead of another raunchy R-rated comedy, Jennifer Lawrence's No Hard Feelings, which took the number seven spot. The film added $5.25 million from 2,686 venues, marking a small 33% drop from its prior outing after three weeks on the big screen no hard feelings has gross 40.4 million 40.4 million dollars in north america and 67 million dollars worldwide the only trouble is that sony pictures spent roughly 45 million dollars to produce the film so it'll have to keep playing throughout the summer to justify that price tag well uh 45 million dollars puts you're probably thinking like 20 million dollars in marketing roughly maybe 15 million dollars lowest yeah it needs to probably hit like 90 million dollars to really justify that price tag at least 90 to 100 million dollars in third place sound of freedom a faith-based film about child sex trafficking is shaping up to be an unlikely box of a success it has generated 17 million from 2850 theaters over the weekend and 39 million dollars since opening on july 4th those ticket sales are a reminder in the power of religious audiences who helped propel this spring's low-budget drama Jesus Revolution starring Kelsey Grammer to $53 million globally. Angel Studios, a streaming and distribution company, backed the $15 million budgeted drama. It's based on the true story of Tim Ballard, a former government agent who quit his job to rescue children from global sex traffickers. Enthusiastic, enthusiastic opening weekend crowds bestowed the film an a plus cinema score it's the only movie playing in theaters right now with that high of a grade pixar's elemental landed in fourth place with 9.6 million dollars from 3440 north american locations a decline of just 22 percent from the week prior with this weekend's sales the family film has crossed 109.2 million at the domestic box office and 251.9 million dollars worldwide it's a respectable hold for its lackluster debut however Ele elemental cost 200 million dollars so it has a long way to go to break even in its theatrical run yeah that's how shit has been happening for a lot of like dc and warner brothers movies is they have to hope to break even now we're not even hoping to gain more money or trying to bring in a you know your the, an actual big audience to turn out for a lot of these projects now also if you look at the Elemental trailers, those are completely terrible. Those are awful. That animation looks just looks so ugly. Like, I don't know who was doing that, or they're thinking, thinking like, man, this actually looks pretty good. Sony's animated sequel, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, rounded out the top five, generating 8 million from 3,023 venues in its sixth weekend of release. So far, the film has generated a stellar $357.6 million at the domestic box office and 
$641 million globally. That's already way better than the first movie. They're going to be happy with that number. Then obviously if they can get Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse to be just as good as Across the Spider-Verse, we're probably looking at a hopefully a bigger return than this. But remember right now, Across the Spider-Verse, to me, I haven't seen Guardians 3 yet. And we're still waiting on Blue Beetle and uh, Aquaman and Animal Kingdom. You haven't think, seen uh, Guardians three? No, yeah, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Wait for VOD, man. Gotta wait till it drops on that Disney Plus. Oh know? my god! See, you're the problem, man. These 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 DC shows like MSK, man. Do y'all hear what he said? He ain't finna watch Guardians three, man. Get DC off your brain, bro. To be fair, Guardians three lucked out and did very well at the box office, actually. Then you could have helped it out, you freaking DC shows. So aren't these DC fans? Or I hate these weirdos. MC for the win. So, depending on how um, Captain the Marvel the Marvels, depending on how the Marvels Aquaman mm-hmm. two and Blue Beetle pan out, I'm pretty sure Across the Spider Verse for me, depending on how I feel about Guardians three, will be the best superhero movie of 2023. But although the cross that road, we'll cross that road when I get to it. In North America, Spider Verse has ever so slightly passed Disney's comic book adventure Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three. $357.5 million to become the highest grossing release of the summer. That positioning could change in the next few weeks as Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and Christopher Nolan's atomic bomb drama Oppenheimer gear up to release on the big screen. And also, you know, Barbie is in that mix as well. All right, so those are your current box office numbers. Uh, the fl- oh, the flash flopped out. Don't even worry about that. They the flash flopped out so bad, if fucking stop putting it on here, ain't nobody watching that. shit now. Oh, god, jeez. All right, now to finish this off, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning aims for 90 million dollar five day debut. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna make sure on these shows to just make sure we're keeping up with the box office numbers for all, all these movies recently coming out. This summer season has been great, also. I want to check right now. What did Transformers Rise of the Beast do? Because Transformers Rise of the Beast is coming out on Paramount Plus very soon. I'm pretty sure it, it, it did like out. oh, it, it's already out. No way. It go, it goes on. It went on digital yesterday. Okay, okay. Let let me see how much it did so far. It's it, I know it's still playing in theaters. It has to be. It's only it's dead on July 11th, so it's going digital. Okay, so Transformers Rise of the Beast. It did four hundred and nine point three million dollars off a two hundred million dollar budget. Oh god! <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> it made it made less than the last night. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! Look, hey, look, Flash filled in the box office, guys. I totally accept that. It is what it is. But Flash is actually a good movie. Transformers: Rise of the Beast was a like even more mediocre than the last slightly better than the last night i guess they both mediocre at below average and oh my gosh yeah it, transformers and the flash did so bad people just the websites that cover the numbers just stopped putting them there they're like, nah, no, no one's watching this shit. It's not even worth mentioning at this point. All right, okay. So you know how we like to tally up the Transformer movies? Kind of like, like some we like to keep here. This is let's see if the general audience really like this. So the general audience from our country spent a total of 148 million dollars on this shit. <laughs> Guys, 
that's literally fifty million dollars less than the budget of the movie itself. That means these movies should not be made more than anything worth than like eighty million dollars. The the domestic audience we have here capped out at this much. It only opened at sixty one million dollars actually. Internationally, it uh it, it took in uh two two sixty one. So like we mentioned before with Transformer films, that international audience is where they're really trying to hit at because <laughs> they just love that shit for some reason. This, this is the problem, dude. I, I, this, I this, this number right this, here shows people in America do not care about this franchise anymore. These, please, these please, last three, please stop. These last three films is a wake up call in general for Transformers. They need to do some shit that's above and beyond. They need to do some shit that is deep, bro. Look at like, the animated stuff. Why can't they, they do that? Yeah, but not when. They don't even need live action adventures anymore. Just do animated movies. It, well, it's not that they, it, it's not that they have to just do anime stuff. It's like they need to do something that's like going to get people like fucking thinking and shit. Like I'm not saying you need to make like a Dark Knight grounded type of Transformers movie, but you need to do something that's just gonna pull people in. Like across mm-hmm. the Spider Verse, right? We know people are mainly pulled by that because of the different animation style. It's something that caught people's eyes. something right. engaging. Transformers needs to do that. These would be a little bit more compelling. Like, these movies right. are just average fucking films at best. I, I, like this I, one? I, no, not The Flash. The Flash had a way better. Mid right here. Oh, Lord! <laughs> they they both failed in the box office, but Flash has the better story. Oh, that, that's shit. facts. That's facts. Oh god. <laughs> That's fact. Uh, uh, it opened to 55 million dollars. Yep. Peak. This shit flop flopped. This did worse than Transformers. Yeah, this they both did bad. What interested in Transformers at least somewhat. They, neither neither one made profit. They both fucking failed. These are these are massive failures. These is like, bro, take this take this shit outside and old yeller all this shit. Cause this is not working, bro. There's no. But see, this is the thing, though. This is this is this is the thing, though, because it was so many other outside factors that hurt this movie. The movie itself isn't bad. You got yeah, you got some fucked up VFX and like. Oh yeah, so Professor Dark. So just movies that are around two hundred million dollar budgets, also not counting in marketing, which is probably gonna be like in the eighty million dollar range, have to get at least eight hundred million dollars to be profitable. Or at least nine hundred million dollars to be profitable. It did more worldwide, but the number's still not good. Well, obviously, just you know, I mean, like you know, Transformers Rise of the Beast, the Flash did exceptionally worse. This is just throw throw this shit on fucking Max. Ain't nobody watching this shit. Like you guys, you guys, you guys saw the people that even cover the numbers stop putting putting these movies out on their websites. What's the point of talking about both of them? They fucked up their minds. The, that shit just did terrible. What what else did bad this year? I mean, let me go up to Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. What well, what did it do? Little Mermaid did. Jeez. Little Mermaid had no reasons. Oh, what did Aladdin do? Did Aladdin touch a this belly? This is actually a very good opening, despite a lot of the hate uh, this movie was like previously getting. Wait a minute! Didn't the Aladdin guy say something about the Little Mermaid? Did I don't remember? I know I know he did, but I forgot what he said. Well, 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 what's he? What's he? What's the Little Mermaid box office? I mean, what's the Aladdin box? Oh, why so far? Five hundred forty-four for Little Mermaid. The Aladdin. Aladdin did a billion dollars.
Then you talk to Paul Lennon. Oh, yeah, it's all Lennon. <laughs> I landed a billion dollars. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, billion dollars. The 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 guy the guy who did Aladdin. Uh, I need to find his name. He called that shit out. He said he said the Little Mermaid won't do a billion, but it's gonna get a sequel. Let me see. Oh, me see. I, I I know what he said. Remember that he said that shit. Yeah, he said that. Yeah. Uh, hold on, me a sec, me a sec. Yeah, so the Little Mermaid. For the audience that we have here, obviously the audience here is gonna be, you know, they're 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 like, yeah, you guys know the drill about how that works. This did more than Transformers, Rise of the Beast, and The Flash. Keep that in mind. The Little Mermaid, where we're in some, but this still is not good compared to the Little Mermaid's budget. Little Mermaid's budget plus marketing, no, no way that covers. Like, there's no way this makes profit either. This falls. This is like a good. This is a this is a pretty good number, but it's still not what you know. It's not what you need to make your money back, you know. And when I'm mentioning the money back part, is because that's what the studios want. The studios want to put out the big budgets, risk movies to you know get the big profits in return, ticket sales and all that stuff, right? All right. So Little Mermaid's budget two fifty. Oh hell no, that that throw that shit in the trash. All right, I need to see the. I damn, where's that tweet at with the Aladdin actor? Because he, he literally said. How I much do you I, think that Ezra? How much do you think that is Ezra's fault for being in the news? Oh, it's all his fault. That's a, that's pretty much the the good majority of it, actually. Ezra, Ezra, at this point, is the reason that movie tanked. Because oh, with Lord. because people kind of got like I said, the general audience. While they are stupid, they're not completely. They're like in the middle. They 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 start to catch on at some point, and you have dragged it out for so long. They're like, wait a minute, why is Ezra getting passes for shit that other actors would be going to jail for, getting mm-hmm. getting criticized, attacked and slandered, and everyone's like <clears throat> making excuses out the ass for this dude? Like, what's going on? And that's the result of that. Everyone just got sick and tired of it. Like I said, you you keep dragging shit out for so long and uh, doing right. stuff, people going to catch on. Uh, you can't go to work and keep uh, you know, sabotaging the fucking icing machine at McDonald's without uh, us the customers starting to notice that you guys mm-hmm. are sabotaging the ice cream machine at McDonald's and you don't want to give us ice cream. Right? Also, I want to make sure I mention this to everyone too before we go into the next the, the latter half of this week for the box that was weekend for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One is this movie also needs to make money too. Like I love me some Tom Cruise, but this also has to make money too. I, I don't doubt this is probably not a good movie or anything like that before I watch it. But this movie's budget is near like three hundred million dollars on its on its own plus its marketing. So this essentially needs like nine fifty to a billion dollars anyway to even you know justify its price tag. You know. Some people are probably gonna be like, but it's gonna get a part two. Yeah, but that doesn't apply for that. That that's a different concept for both films. Actually, both films would need to make a good amount of money. Actually, here we go. Tom Cruise's mission, should he choose to accept it, is to save the summer box office again. After a lackluster start to popcorn season, The Flash, Indiana Jones, and Elemental, we're looking at you, Paramount, and Skydance's action adventure, Mission Impossible. 
Dead Reckoning Part 1 is hoping to bring people back to movie theaters across the globe. The big budget tentpole is projected to collect at least $60 million between Friday and Sunday. Anything more that would cement a new opening weekend benchmark for the long-running globe-trotting spy series. Mission Impossible Fallout currently holds the record with $61 million, followed by 2000's Mission Impossible 2 with $57.8 million. The seventh Mission Impossible installment opens on Wednesday, in part to take advantage of lucrative IMAX screens before Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer monopolizes the premium large format's entire footprint for three weeks starting on July 21st. In its first five days of release, ticket sales for Dead Reckoning Part 1 are expected to reach $85 million, to $95 million in North America and $160 million at the International Box Office for a strong global start of $250 million. Dead Reckoning Part 1 is the weekend's only new wide release, and it won't have much competition from holdover titles, especially since interest has already already declined for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which opened in late June and was dethroned by Insidious the Red Door in its second weekend of release. Mission Impossible movies tend to have modest, mo- modest opening weekends, but they usually stick around on the big screen for a while. Oh, yeah, because Tom Cruise has the... Um, he has a deal with Paramount where his movies have to be in theaters for, you know, the original length movies would be in theaters for. So, like, 90 days was the original length for a lot of movies because, you know, the landscape was a lot different back then. And plus, they gave you a lot more chances to, you know, actually gain money back in the box office anyway, you know, despite giving you a long window right there. So, the long longer windows back then justified that. Now, we have this thing where it's like it's shorter windows and, you know, insert bullshit here. Uh, let's go. So let's see, where, where, where did I stop at? 2018's Fallout, the most recent adventure anchored by Cruz's Teflon operative Ethan Hunt, ended its run with $791 million globally to stand as the biggest earner to date. Dead Reckoning Part 1 needs to have that kind of endurance in theaters to justify its mammoth $290 million production budget, which skyrocketed due to COVID-19 related starts and stops and other pandemic era safety measures. A sequel, Dead Reckoning Part 2, is already set for June 28th, 2024. So Paramount needs audiences to be invested in all things happening with the impossible the impossible mission force. There's also hope that Cruz's goodwill from last summer's enduring smash Top Gun Maverick which power to $1.4 billion globally will carry over to the mission franchise and help pro- help to propel Dead Reckoning Part 1 to new franchise heights. Reviews and word of mouth should help to sell tickets for Mission Impossible 7, which has been praised by critics as a worthy entry in the action-heavy stunt-centric series. Variety's chief film critic Peter DeBurge says the edge of your seat stunts in this two hour and 43 minute long movie in which Cruz's Ethan Hunt defies death as he flies off a mountain on his motorcycle and scales a runaway train keeps this almost three decade franchise feeling cutting edge. Christopher McQuarrie returned to direct Dead Reckoning Part 1, which follows a 60 something Ethan Hunt and his IMF 
team as they work to take down a mysterious all-power artificial intelligence force called the Entity. Along with Cruz, the cast includes Haley Atwell, uh, Ving Rames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Issa Morales, Vanessa Kirby, Palm Kilimentifit, and he- Henry Cesare, uh Henry Zenery. All right, so uh, I can't wait to see how Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning plays out, and I hopefully it makes a whole ton of money at the box office. Remember, like guys, a two hundred and ninety million dollar budget of movie needs to make pretty much a billion dollars to justify its price tag. And that's not me being like mean or me being unfair. That's not also including marketing too. marketing alone puts it over that $300 million range anyway. So you're going to have to, you know, make sure that people go out and see this movie. And I hope they do because word of mouth on this is really going to be the thing that drives people to go back and, uh, you know, see it constantly because movies make a lot of money through repeat viewings and the first two weeks of them getting released actually. So, we have that. All right. So the very last thing to talk about today is the newest Blue Beetle trailer that apparently dropped. So we're going to do a, a reaction to that. Huh. My reading quality is unmatched these days. Re- my reading quality is peak. I like the first trailer more, but after watching the second trailer, I like it. But I think I like the first trailer more. I don't. But, I think yeah. the Shazam Fear the God's second trailer, the final trailer, is better than this, than this trailer, though. Like, as far as, like, getting you, you know, getting the emotions and getting you engaged. We'll be to look cool in this trailer, but it was the, that I think they could have chose better music. The music in the other trailer hyped me up more than it here. Hold on, I'm still going to go see it, but. Why did I? Oh, we literally talked about. Oh, my goodness, Lord. <laughs> oh, shit. Can I, I know we talked about a lot of this stuff. I like to keep everything in, like organized and shit like that. I don't know why I had all you don't the topics. Keep shit organized, man. I don't know why you think you do. What do you mean? I you literally had you. everything organized. You we wish have, you had it organized. Oh, uh, we have weekend box office, actually. Because <laughs> sometimes I like to make sure I have everything, you know, organized for you guys, actually. I mean, it makes things a lot more easier. You know to do. Uh, okay, let me just make sure this is hit done. Yeah, K-Dot is speaking facts. What about me? I'm Batman. He's Robin. That's all. He, that's all he needs to be. Don't you like being Robin? <laughs> oh my goodness. What, what? What would you be? What would you really be? Hmm. Uh, I would be peak fiction. That's hmm. what I would be. You pay MSK to be on his phone. <laughs> oh God, Jay Jesus! How long can this man ramble? For? Oh my goodness, good Lord, good. How is it rambling about bringing up quality discussion? Oh my God, stop it! MSK's idea of organization is doing this. <laughs> oh my goodness! The show came out twenty twenty two. Do some research. All right, so let's go over the uh, second Blue Beetle trailer. Right now, uh, the the first Blue Beetle trailer, I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. The only thing I didn't like was the Batman is a fascist line, but other than that, it was, it was a pretty fine trailer. To be fair, the movie is no, I, I, well, you let's go ahead and watch it. I think you're gonna like the first trailer a lot more. Yeah, because like people, I don't understand. This was movie was supposed to be just a HBO Max release. <clears throat> 
DC, they were trying to do what Disney was doing, have like releases on HBO Max to kind of cross the theaters. Then that ended up just getting all basically just, you know, scrapped for the most part. They they the so, only thing they kept out of that, as you remember, is just the Green Lantern project. That's it. So reportedly Blue Beetle has a $120 million budget. Yeah, they gave it an extra boost in this budget. It originally had like a $60 million budget attached to it. So it's it's not too much. Like I, I'll, I'll say this though, I'm shocked how visually well it looks mm-hmm. for a movie. Like it looks like a movie that you could see in theater, even though it's a streaming film. It, it looks good for his budget, honestly. Yeah. <sighs> I think everything is utilized very well as far as the budget goes. Like oh, I want to say this too. I remember just sitting on my bed or laying on my bed before I was gonna jerk off, and I saw uh the Dune oh, jerk off? the 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 second Dune trailer. Guys, I'm not interested in in the second Dune trailer. I watched it and I was like, eh, I don't, I, I don't really care. For being honest, that, look, that shit looked boring. Uh, like the first movie was so boring. What was with people in that first Dune movie? I thought it was just boring as fuck. If I'm being honest here, that shit. I was looking at the trailer. I was going like, "This is about to put me to sleep." I know if I went to the theater to watch this, I gotta have my explosions. You know what I mean? I gotta have like all that shit, you know? Because if I don't have my explosions, then what are we really doing around here? You know? All right. So after Blue Beetle, we have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom coming out, and I'm pretty sure it's just gonna be a battle of you know Marvel or well, yeah Marvel having the best superhero movies you know uh, this year actually. Uh, all right. Give me a second, guys. Give me one whole second. Uh, let me just update the title really quickly, and then I'll play the trailer for you guys. Okay, there we go. All right, here is the second trailer for Fur Blue Beetle. If you guys haven't seen it, and this is also built as the final trailer, which I also think is good because I think the Flash had way too many trailers. I think movies nowadays only need like two trailers like i'm not really trying to see like the whole movie in the trailer you know what i mean i would like to basically have some sort of like semblance of well wait before you watch it i think this this why i think i i this why i'm not really it's too long it's shown a little bit too much Mm. okay i'm gonna fly Force it to come out. What do you? You're a genius. I know. What I say? Did you know what was gonna happen to my brother when you stuck him with this? Motherfucker, this ain't the English trailer. It's called the Scarab. You got one job in this guy. He has to choose you. So how do we get it to unchoose me? Post-acquired. Who said that? Systems tracking. Three, okay. two, one. Tell me, baby. I was down, but they see a monkey down, baby. Ghost, ghost, ghost. Post-overreacting. Oh, you kidding me? When I do it, I don't know. You know? Threat
This was just a, a, a bunch of spliced action scenes. They dragged it on for too long. Uh, also, I don't think okay. it spoils the movie, but, you know, he showed too much. I'm not going to lie. This kind of just bored the shit out of me when I was watching it. I'm not going to lie. It's bored the shit out of me. Like, the action scenes, all, all of that is just... Because the first trailer sold me on the idea of what it was trying, the movie's trying to be. This one, I'm not really sure why they released this. This doesn't even change much. All it shows you is just here's a lot of the action scenes. That's kind of yeah. it. And sometimes, they're showing the comedy, sometimes. and they're showing the jokes out of context. And you know, people are already mad about superhero movies having jokes in them now. So the point where it's like all the jokes out of context are just going to be basically just kind of just like meh. Whenever you hear them in the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what they're really trying to meh. Oh, this was too long. Yeah, it was. It was Three too long. I, two minutes would have been fine, but this was too long. I mean, you know, people under the conversation are just going to just suck this off for what it is, but I, mean, I, saw, I, I also don't know this might be a pretty decent movie, but good lord, this was too... Oh, also, people forget, in this movie, they're going to do that thing like they did in uh, Shazam 2, where they have made-up villains they're gonna do that that one white lady you saw this ginger it's another made-up villain i don't like the ones in shazam 2 i swear if they do that again here and it's bad oh my goodness just take those from the what fucking you, books what are you talking about carapax is a the guy he's fighting is a blue beetle villain. no no no. the white lady the white lady yeah. who's uh spearheading everything that was supposed to be a villain they created for uh this movie no i'm not bothered by that mm. As long as she's yeah. interesting. Not really too... Nah, 
It's just mad. I mean, she's. I mean, she is a character. Why did they put the the comic books here? Like they usually do. They just put the comic books here that they're supporting. Oh, they did it. Now, 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 not this time around. They did the first one. They did okay. for the first time. Kind of there's an ambulance outside. I don't know. Maybe maybe they saw it because you're watching. They don't want to uh, promote comics because you don't read them. Ha ha ha. All right. Crazy. Well, I mean, I'll I'll watch Blue Beetle, but am I hyped for it? Not really. Kind of. Sort of. I don't know. Honestly, the first trailer was so much. They could have just left it alone with the first trailer. I I don't know the reason why they put out another one. The second one doesn't offer anything. It offers the same shit. And yeah, has all their jokes and shows most of the action scenes. Well, this it's confused. I'm already like first trailer. I was already sold to see it. I didn't need a second trailer. Joker, Joker needed to sell me a little bit more. That's why the final trailer for Joker is what made me like. Okay, I want to watch this now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It, it depends for me with movies. Like sometimes that first trailer don't sell me, but for the most part, the first trailer does sell me because. If I know if I like the first trailer, okay, I'm gonna watch it. If I don't like the first trailer, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait until the second trailer, or I might just wait to watch it on uh, digital. Well, that is essentially it for all of the topics that we had, honestly. Because I knew there, there was a new Blue Beetle trailer. I knew people were talking about Superman Legacy, Grace Randolph thing, the uh, weekend box office as well. But yeah, God, Lee. Woo! <laughs> yeah. That my legacy news came out swinging. Though you want to see something? Yeah. You want to see something right here, right quick, bro? Mm, yeah. Look, I, I got you, man. They put the fucking dick out. They were like, "Mr. Terrific, Hot Girl, and fucking Guy Gardner." I got you, bro. God damn. Man, I, I don't. I don't know why Jordan isn't uh, smashing his super pussy right now. What do you mean? Look at that. Jordan could be fucking the shit out of this right now, man, but he isn't. That's she looks mid as fuck. Nah, bro, she got she got a hot face. Not just kidding. I'll put my whole face in her butt and sniff that shit. Yeah, you would want her to fart in your face. I need her to. I need her to just like throw it back. Show me. Show a nigga what it do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you think she would like? Do you think I I, I could make her come in like less than twenty minutes? Nah, bro. She probably takes her a while. I don't think you got the skills. What do you you know what? I, I think I, I think I think if you suck her nipples the right way, you might make her bust. God damn! <laughs> 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 oh god, jeez! Like not. Oh no, this is what you need to do. So this is how you make her come. You gotta she she you gotta give her a tattoo while you're like you know rubbing on her clit, and then she gonna bust. I'm like. <laughs> is that how you get girls off? You rub them? Like that's gross. Ew, that's kind of gay. Like, what the heck? Gotta touch women? Get in your mind? But yeah, bro, I imagine you totally would want her to just like shit on your face. That girl's black. She's not even black. She's fucking Asian. Oh god. <laughs> Go back, motherfucker, so we can see that ass. Bring it oh back up. Lord. God damn. All that ass. Mm-mm-mm. She's Asian, motherfucker. 
Well, after Blue Beetle, we, we can thoroughly end this DC universe off with Aquaman 2. I mean, there's also Justice League War World coming out for the Tomorrowverse for DC animated movies. Well, like Blue Beetle, before, oh, so James got made it clear. Canon starts with... Um, Future uh, Commandos? No, no. Yeah, pretty much. So has he mentioned anything about the Tomorrowverse? He's just going to just keep that going. That might be just anything. Well, there's going to be Elseworlds. There'll be Elseworlds. Hmm. Well, I was initially thinking he just ended off with the, you know, Justice League War World, actually. That's what I was thinking, honestly. But you never know. You never know, really. Yeah, that comes out this week, by the way. War, no, next week. War World. Next week, yeah. About a... That animation just is... Ugh, I hate it. I... For the Batman movies, it looked good. The Long Halloween Part One and Two, it looked good. But the other one, every single animation, it looked not good compared to what they had before. Fuck, I'm not taking that hand me down shit. You like any animation, bro? I'm not gonna accept that hand me down shit. That should look like ass. I'm sorry. I'd rather you're you're the type of person looks at One Piece animation go like, ooh, you be beating off that One Piece animation, don't you? I would never do that. Be off to Nami and her disfigured titties. Oh my goodness. Oh, they revealed what the Flash 4K Blu-ray will contain. Are they going to contain the, the alternate endings? Dude, I'll be honest. One Piece girls have the ugliest built bodies ever. Like, they all just titties and pretty face. Everything else is Yeah, trash. that's how girls should be. They got girls no ass. Just... They got big ass titties with no fucking ass. That's how girls are. That's what girls should be. Big titties with no ass. That shit's backwards, no. I'd rather take a girl with booty. Look, <clears throat> I'd rather take a girl with an average booty and some big titties. But you got these girls in this show with fucking big old titties, no booty, mm-hmm. and fucking uh, hour... What's that shit? Hourglass figures that look like a fucking hourglass. That, look, her hips are pointy. Look at yeah. that shit, man. <laughs> I, I can, I, I can, I can like literally uh, sharpen my sword on that on her hips. Damn, bro. One piece. Would you not want to just grab them and just like firmly touch them like this? You know. Yeah, I just go like boobs feel good, don't they? I've had sex with a lot of girls at this point, man. You know, it all just feels the same at this point. I'll show you hotter women, bro. This, 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 is, this is a real woman right here, bro. I'll show you a real woman. Which is? This right here. This, this is what real anime women look like, bro. This type of shit you, you want to have sex with. But that's a girl, so like, ew, gross. Share my screen? This is the type of shit you need to be having sex with, bro. None of that basic shit. That want those One Piece girls. Share my screen. It's not porn, motherfucker. What do you mean? What? 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 what what's porn? Gosh, I don't even know what porn is. What are you talking about? This type of shit you need to be having sex with, man. These are real anime women. Do you right know what, what we really need? We need to watch more shark movies and review them. That's what we really need. Now nah, we need to Shark be Week twenty twenty three is is kicking off next week. You know that, right? Isn't that some Max thing? Yeah, it's on Max too with Jason Momoa. He's gonna host it. I ain't watching that bullshit. Uh, and of course Why they not? got, of course they got Aquaman hosting it. Like, wait, hold on. Why, why, why won't you watch 
Um, why are you not gonna watch Shark Week? What's wrong with watching Shark Week? Shark Week is peak content. It's peak peak television right there. The sharks are boring now. They don't kill people anymore. That's peak television, though. I'll be honest, bro. Sharks fell off. I, I don't think an animal can fall off. The hell's wrong with you? Dude, when's the last big shark murder we had? Man, you gotta go to the movies, man. There's been a ton of new shark. They're gonna be the Med 2's coming out soon. Nah, man, I miss the good old days when sharks was like killing little kids and shit and uh, adults and everybody. I miss those uh-huh. good old days. Sharks uh-huh. don't do that no more. Sharks are pussies now. They don't do shit. They like to stay away from I'm the. Pretty sure know, we've had recent sharks. Sharks pretty sure. Let me see. It's been going on with the Twitters of the world. All right. So we're going to wind down this in about five minutes. Even, ba- even bears are pussies now, bro. Like, when's the last bear attack we had? Oh, no, the bear tried to remember? And, and and the guy pulled up on the bear? Remember the bear, bear tried running at the guy in that video? And he just, like, put something up in front of it and it ran? Did you not see that? No. There was a video of a bear running at someone, and then a guy just pulled out a fucking something, and then the bear just ran away. <laughs> Oh god! Was it, was it a brown, a black bear, or a brown bear? It was a brown bear. Cause what is either one of those bears? You can you literally just stand your ground and yell at them, and they'll run away. Cause they they get scared too. Jeez. Uh. The average yeah, bears. Even spiders fell off, man. When's the last time you heard about spiders killing people? <laughs> I, I don't even know who you are anymore. Who are you? Are you speaking the English to me? Even orcas. When's the last time somebody died at uh, SeaWorld? <laughs> I hate you with the burning passion. <laughs> I hate When's you the last so time much. An orca, an orca uh, yanked up somebody oh, at SeaWorld. I found it. Here we go. This, this is what I wanted to mention. So people ago. saw Margot Robbie. There's a picture of Margot Robbie without makeup. I think she- Margot Robbie is, is gorgeous, obviously. And this guy's like, this is her without makeup. Definitely mid. Margot Robbie looks fine. Especially for a woman her age at this point. She's like what, 30, 30 something. No, no. She's like four, almost 40 probably. So it's great. She looked fine. This guy, of all but people. How many, how many likes and tweets did he get? Oh, yeah. Because people can, like we talked about earlier in the show, people will, will just say stuff like this and just get, oh, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. Look, look at all, all those impressions. Right God there. damn, look at those quotes. Oh. <laughs> oh, a dude who looks like this is calling a woman like this mid. Get mind that, guys. A dude who looks like this is calling a girl like this mid. You I mean, mind. She, does, she does look even better with the makeup, but she, she's like. Ah, good Lord. And he's into like, look at this. Bitcoin is the, oh, Lord. Jesus Christ, man. Oh God! What? What do you yeah. mean? He, no, Margot Robbie's probably like 37, 38 at this point. Has to be. I don't know, Mar Margot Robbie's age. I love how James is talking mess to us in the chat, but he won't come and face us like men because he he ain't got it like that. He can't face us like men at all. He's scared of us. She's in her thirties now. Yeah, like do you think if I hit on her, she would like throw it back on on a nigga? Hmm? Yeah, she's 33. That means she wants to get bareback. 
you know? Wait a minute. Amy Adams was a Superman villain in Smallville? Amy Adams? Really? I don't, know. I don't remember. Who was she? You remember this character? Share my screen. Amy Adams was... Oh, she wow. That's crazy. Smallville had so many people. What the heck? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I didn't know. This must be from the earlier seasons then. Yeah, yeah. That could be like season getting... three, season four, probably. No, nah, I'm thinking like season one, because remember when all the kids in Clarkstown was getting powers? Oh, yeah. From, uh, yeah. Kryptonian. Well, from the crash. Also, the last thing is, I mean, I don't really know if I'm really going to be watching. I don't know. Barbie's trailers were like, nah. Oppenheimer's trailers were like pretty interesting, but I don't know if that's really going to be my cup of tea of a movie, honestly. But Mission Impossible 7, part one, sign me up for that. That's that's about to be peak cinema right there. Have you thought now, maybe you just don't like good movies? Now, maybe if I went to watch Barbie, you know, like all the hot single moms would kind of want to like have a whole lot of sex with me. You know, they, they could just get me right after it's over and be like, oh my God, big daddy, can you please just make all this hot single love to me? Oh my goodness, I need a daddy in my life and please pound me out. Hey, You're getting so big. The police for sexual charisma. What do you mean? I, I, I could easily get girls. Getting girls is so easy. Ugh. So I'm just saying, that's the added benefit of going to watch Barbie. You get to see all the hot single ladies and they'll hit on me and they're obviously going to really enjoy it because, you know, obviously I have 10 inches and I could just destroy them. Actually, now nah, you'll you'll find those girls at Aquaman too. Aquaman too doesn't mean no. There, there's no fans gonna support that shit. All the Amber stands will. <laughs> oh god! There ain't well, honest, honestly, honestly, dude, I'll be honest with you. If anyone's not really hyped up for Aquaman too, that's fine. But it is coming out in December. It is low key kind of safe. DC fans ain't supporting that it's shit. Not we like know Avatar, it's now, man. It's not like Avatar 3 is coming out. If Avatar 3 was coming out this year, yeah, you're right. Oh shit, it's fucked. But I think it's gonna is it, is I think it's gonna not do a billion, but I think it's gonna make money. It's December. I, I think whatever because Blue Beetles movie's coming out December 1st. Yeah, because Blue Beetle's coming out next month, and a Blue Beetle, I don't think it's going to do that well in the box office. I think it's going to get like maybe at maximum like 250 300 million dollars at the box office. That's what I'm thinking it's going to hit actually. I really don't think it's going to be doing that well. Based off all the other DC movies essentially flopping and not hitting anywhere even breaking even point. We're looking at probably another disaster on our hands too. Now, just as hopefully it's, it makes back its budget because it is uh, a small budget. All the DC movies that have come out basically since like 2020, everyone have not even broke even, let alone like made money back. Yep. That's really bad. The only the only two that get a pass is the COVID DC movies. Yeah. Even the Marvel movies, they're the ones that get passed. Oh, I love how people just forgot Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania when it came out. That shit came and went. That shit was so forgettable. Oh my God. <laughs> That came out, it went, and it was just not good. I was sitting there going, like, they just kind of just 
put a movie out with Kane the Conqueror, and it kind of was just a super huge waste of time, in my opinion. But that's pretty much it. I got to start getting a lot of my stuff, you know, packed up right right now so I can move a lot of it in tomorrow. Um, We should be in the new place tomorrow, so we should be streaming from the new place tomorrow because Mr. James wants to do a video tomorrow. So we, I got to help him produce some quality content tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. I know you guys are going to really enjoy what the new place looks like. Uh, even when I get in there, I have to rearrange all the stuff and put it where I want it to be for the time being until I have other places I can really naturally put it at. But yeah, it's been a long week. I'm super tired and uh, my back was just killing me today, moving all that furniture, you know? Ugh. Yeah, the film was such a waste for Kang. Like, the the best thing to come out of that was just, like, um, Wasp's mom getting DP'd by Kang. Like, that's, that, that was the best thing to come out of it, actually. Oh, dude, you know what I think is a super useless thing before we head out? Is, um, the, you know those film accounts on Twitter that are just for, like, movies coming out? But then they're basically just obsolete when the movie drops. What do you mean? No, so like, like so like the Flash Film News Twitter account. That account is essentially worthless in the, like after the movie comes out. I I never liked when movies did that. I I get it's part of like marketing promotion, but what usefulness oh, yes. is a Twitter account about well, a new movie coming out and when it drops, that's it. You know, that's unless that account is going to be just another account used to promote more DC stuff then. Okay, I see the use for it. Because if it already got a big following from the Flash film and you decide to integrate it to just be a DC gen general account, then you have to use that account to start promoting, like, DC stuff. Yeah. Because then, like, every, like people who want a lot, a lot of Twitter followers, they're just going to start making accounts of new X movie coming out. And, you know, they'll just start getting a lot of followers based off that. Like, there's the, the home of DCU, uh, you know... Today, it was announced that we're going to get another character. It was the guy who was um, Victor Zaz in Birds of Prey. He's going to be in Superman Legacy. Anthony Kerrigan? He's, he's going to be Metamorpho. The guy who's Victor Zaz in Metamorpho. Interesting. Honestly, out of all the castings, that's probably the most on-point casting of them all. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that's going to be pretty much it. I'll ask Kate out one more thing, and we're going to head out because i got to get, get get a lot of stuff done. Um, all right, man. You he got anything needs, else? Uh, he just needs to bulk up because Metamorpho doesn't have a small body. Do you He's have ready. anything planned coming out on your YouTube channel this week or next week? Uh, well, I dropped two videos today. I'll be dropping my Godzilla minus one video probably tomorrow or tonight. I don't know. I'm dropping it. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's all you got coming out? Yeah. Should I subscribe to KDOT with, with my new account? Should I should I subscribe to him? Or am I already subscribed to him? Should I do that? SSJ. Because if you guys are you if you guys are content creators in our circle of the internet, you get a new subscriber to your channel. It's gonna be, be the account I need to have to have my YouTube subscriptions at. Like I meant I mentioned before. I am uh, going to be rebranding the uh, eSports Content Entertainment YouTube channel to be the main channel. Um, I should have that big video coming out within this week after I get settled and everything. Then after that new video comes out, getting everything structured up, I'll be able to drop my regular content once again. Yes, we do have to build up all that content over time, 
but we'll be able to do that. Our movie reviews, our you know, our, our Yu-Gi-Oh content, Pokemon content, our are just our news videos. You know, I can't even do news videos right now. A lot of good juicy news is coming out for Yu-Gi-Oh and pop culture stuff. But you know, I can't wait to get that done. Actually, uh, when will I be in the new apartment? It should be tomorrow. Like tomorrow should be the day where you guys will be able to see it when I'm able to, you know, actually stream from that place. Should be able to. No guarantees, but this is a should be able to. All right, so I got to subscribe to K Dot right there. So you got a new subscription. How how is the out of 2022 drama boring? That's Spicy man. I mean, it's a bunch of nothing. It's dude. The Kiki Palmer and Usher drama is more in better than that. What what other couple drama? Oh yeah, the Jonah Hill. Oh, the Jonah Hill stuff. Hill. Yeah. Even that shit was more interesting. This this is nothing to me. It's like, like if if this was a situation where he wasn't a uh, uh, uh if Adam wasn't a porn star, okay, I'd, I'd see, but. This ain't nothing. Why you subscribe to Abba and Preach? They're they're black. Because they give out actual good opinions. They're, well, oh ba- well balanced opinions. With my my no opinions bias. are good and well balanced. What are you talking about? Nah, well balanced opinions with no bias. See, I'm not biased. It, it's good to have it's good to have people that can see the both sides, see the pros and cons of both, but still give a very balanced opinion. Huh. You haven't even started throwing stuff out. I don't need to throw anything out, though. I'm just putting stuff in the, the containers, actually. There's not much to throw out. The only thing you throw out this bed. That's only thing we're yeah, really going to be throwing James, out. James is right. You haven't even started throwing stuff out. Did you, More did throwing you even, out a bed. That's it. Did you even pack your condoms yet? Yes. See, you didn't even pack your condoms yet. That's your problem. Like, that pack your condoms, Yeah. Bro. Has nothing. I'm going to get it done. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got all night to pack. So by like 10, my time is when I should probably stream is when I probably should be start streaming a uh, League of Legends. Actually, uh, that's when I should be getting done. So the only thing I'm packing up is all my belongings. I'm putting that stuff in the bins. I might not actually have enough bins for it. I'm looking at it right now. I probably need another one. Hey, Mr. James, are you free? might need an, another storage container. I might have to go to Dollar General and get another big storage container. I don't think I have enough right here. These these, are, these two are big, but I don't know, honestly. Oh, shit. See. Have, I, oh, my goodness. But, hey, Mr. James, we can hang out, talk, chill, you know? You know? we You can, like, interact with me. You know, I'm putting out some hot, fresh, quality content recently you guys have been getting like epic banger podcasts you guys have been getting epic banger like league streams you guys can't get any of this type of content anywhere else honestly you know i i I just know how to get it at this point you know but yes per certain iron man podcast make sure you guys remind me of the weekend box office too So just we have to make sure we're keeping track of that too. Like, yeah, like I remember Dan Murrow putting out a video. I haven't, I haven't got a chance to finish it, but yeah, this, this summer season box of us has been pretty just on paper. It you know like was pretty good on paper, but a lot of it hasn't really panned out. At least if you're going by like money expectations, right? If you actually enjoyed the movies, that's a different you know line of thought there. Honestly, invite Carla and Lennon. Oh my goodness, they Carla and Lennon's brains are fried. I don't know how to get them shits working. That shit don't even start actually. You gotta get them. You gotta get some baddies on the stream, bro. Good nor. 
uh, how about we invite no one so I don't have to listen to three people talk to me while I do everything instead of one? To be fair, I'm doing <clears throat> everything too. I, I, I've been getting everything set up. I, I have to, even, even when, when we get all the, the stuff there, I have to put it wherever I want it to. I have to, you know, like set it up the way I want it to look like. Um, but yeah, James is mean to me, everybody. He's just so like, he's not nice. You know, we got to get, get, get this man, like, you know, to be like a little bit more nicer to us, marginalized groups of people. He was telling me in the truck how much he hates all of us. Like he's secretly just using us for like so much clout that once he sucks me off dry for all the clout that I'm worth, he's just going to go to another like marginalized group of black people on YouTube and integrate his whiteness into that community and infect them with his charm, actually. You guys believe me? Or you guys think I'm just crazy, you know? No? That's pretty much it? See, I would love to have Little Caesars back. If Little Caesars was back, man, I'd be just so happy. You know, for my, um, for the party that I should probably have when I do my, let's see. If I have a party in my new place, where I have like, like a, what do they call those things? A welcoming party or something like that. Maybe we should go get little. Se- oh, we'll get Domino's. Let's get Domino's pizza for Saturday. Let's do so. This is what me and James and Jimmy should do. We should do a, a stream on Saturday for my new place downstairs in this in, in our uh, studio. Where we can order pizza and just talk and chill. That furniture looked fine. You're crazy. It looked fine. It, it, it there were no stains on that furniture. It looked perfectly fine. I could have. Everyone would have been cool with it. It was all. No, it wasn't. Stop it. Oh my goodness, you're a, you're such a freaking white person. God dang it. Yeah. So, uh, home warming. Yeah, home warm, warming party. We we're probably gonna have a home warming party stream Saturday when everything is set up. Actually, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure the girls might be there. I don't really know, but we'll probably have Jimmy over. Who is um. Who followed me on Rumble? Does someone follow me on Rumble? This man, James, hasn't even followed me on Rumble, I imagine. He hasn't followed me on Rumble yet. Hmm. Maybe this man is trying to, you know, use me for more clout, actually. Waiting so I get a bigger on Rumble to the point where he's like, I can get all them followers for myself. I know that. I was tricking you. Hmm. Good thing he was there. All right. Um. So, all right, dude. Do you think I'm a, I'm a clout-chasing piece of shit? Yep. Yeah. Then again, I, I have a new place now and I own a studio. Can't get any better. Am I right? You know, can't get any better than that. So, all right. This is the content coming up within a few days. So we're going to have the league streams, you know, coming up. We're also going to have the first one-on-one Iron Man podcast episode on Friday around 6 p.m. PST. I have to have it set up because the guy will be waiting for me. After that, we'll probably have another another league stream that night. Then after that, we're going to have the regular Iron Man podcast. And we'll probably have a home warming party stream uh, that Saturday night as well. So, you know, also we're getting that average of Twitch viewers for the affiliate partnership there. So that's going to be a nice thing to have as well. So, see, see, yeah, I always tell James that. I always tell you, James is lucky to have me, not the other way around. If he didn't have me, he'd be like, man, I, I, I just couldn't do anything anymore. You know, return the market watch. Market watches should be returning 
next Monday when I can get that channel update video all put together because I got to rearrange a lot of shit on the channel. It's not too, it's not a lot, but it's like, I got to put, I have enough content ready too, you know? So the market watches should be resuming uh, either, yeah, next Monday coming up should be like when they come out. Also, if I can't watch Mission Impossible 7 this week, I'll probably just go watch it on my day off next week. So yeah, by, by, that, by that time, I'll have a new place. You know, a lot of girls will be coming over. We'll be having a whole bunch of hot sex, actually. You know, woo, sky's the limit, boys. All right, so see you guys later. Goodbye. I got to start packing. Uh, anything else you want to say, man, before we uh, head out, actually? Uh, nope, I'm good. Wait a minute. The LCS is over? No way. <coughs> the LCS is over. No way. There's no way this happened. I don't believe this. Oh my goodness. Throw this team in the literal trash. Also, I am currently still looking for, you know, a few more people to join our uh our podcast. And you know, I gotta start looking for more people in that aspect too. But it's been a it's been a wild ride. We've had more people join, but you know, always still looking out for new people as well, you know, not backstabbing pieces of shits, obviously. People that are along my same vision, you know. I'm, I'm always the guy. I'm quality over quantity, but I can also produce quality and quantity, you know? A lot of people always got to know this. I'm always looking for new people. Always going to happen. But, there's, you know, people always, you know, hitting me up for, you know, being on the show on certain days and stuff like that, too. There was a guy that we were supposed to have on, um, I think, Saturday. But I, got, I have to tell him when he should be on, actually. So that way he knows. Uh, this one guy... He asked me, um, I I could be on the show, and I told him, hey, yeah, just hit me up whenever you can be on, and then he just never hit me back at all, you know? And then one guy only came for, like, one stream, and that was just it. It's, it's, it's just odd, you know? Uh, yes, this one guy said, yes, yeah, Saturday this week. All right, guys, see you later. Goodbye. Have a great night. Have a great – or if you're watching this in the daytime or the replay, have a great – day have a great night whatever uh make sure to be safe be great be positive take care of yourself and each other and we are signing out all right guys peace deuces